0: Well, hello and
1: welcome, everyone. Welcome to the China Shop. Come on in. We got a special episode for you today. As always, I'm shopkeeper Dan. With me is Kyle, creator of financialineptitude.com. How are you doing today,
0: Kyle? I'm doing good. We got football season starting or in the middle of. In the middle of. Are we week four now? So I might have a window up watching my team okay. while we're uh, okay. playing or talking well, here. <laughs> I'm only into football for the gambling aspect. So Well, that's what this is. There you go.
1: (laughs) All right, Kyle, I I understand we got a special guest with us in the shop today.
0: We do. We've got Dr. Gonzalez. Hello. How are you guys? Hello.
1: Very well. Thank you. How are you doing, Dr. Gonzalez? Great. Just enjoying this Sunday and talking to you guys. Awesome. So, I understand that you enjoy putting people through pain for a living? Yeah. I wouldn't say enjoy it, but that's uh, (laughs) a... That's my daily requirement. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. Well, you've come to the right place. If you enjoy pain, stock trading <laughs> will bring you quite a lot. If uh, if if you're trying, <laughs> Yeah, it, that's, it's a self
0: flagellation. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. <laughs> that, that's why I'm here. know? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, why don't you start out? Tell us a little bit what uh, what your experiences with uh, stock trading has been so far. Okay. Um, I basically just started uh, in June.
2: Uh, my friend just got me into it and I can't believe uh, this has been going on this whole time. <laughs> and, I, and I'm just, you know, <laughs> had no idea, completely oblivious. <laughs> and then like, uh, even my uncle called me, he's like, you know how much money I made in the pandemic. And I'm like, I can't believe no one told me this. Yeah. <laughs> so <and then> it's <laughs> right. like I joined the party too late, right? <laughs> well,
0: That's the nice thing about the stock market is over time, it's pretty much going to go up anyway. Uh-huh. And if it doesn't, then uh, you know we got bigger problems. <laughs> yeah,
1: and and the more I've learned about it, the more I realize there's there's no late to the party. Once once mm-hmm. you actually understand how to read some stock charts, you can you can using options, you can make a play either way, up or down. Yeah, haven't uh, you really gotten into options? I've
0: mostly just done you know <laughs> buy and selling and. Well, it's probably and, better to start with stocks. Uh, options yeah. are just a way of increasing your leverage, if that makes sense. Okay. You can risk a smaller amount of capital to control a larger position. Yeah, But there's also a time component to them. So, you have to get the time and the direction right in order to be profitable. And that time component makes it a lot more tricky. And that's, how, oh,
1: that's when the charts come in, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, Yeah, some, somewhat. <laughs> I only bring it up because... When you expect a stock to drop, shorting the stock is very dangerous, and it right. has a greater risk than actually buying naked puts. But that's advanced shit. Let's not get too much into that. So, so you've been you've been buying some some different stocks, and then like selling them, hopefully when they're higher.
2: Yeah. Uh, first, I started off. You know, I messed around. You know, of course, you know, dumb, but messed around with some penny stocks, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of course, you know, that went nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that
0: Everybody's yeah. done
2: that. Don't feel bad. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I've been mean, uh, training myself by punishing myself, you know. Uh huh. <laughs> you know, going, you know, making emotional decisions instead of, you know, just, you know, looking at comments and then you jump on it and then you knew that it was just not good. <laughs> so uh, so now I'm a lot more, got uh, it more in control, you know. But I started off looking at apps, you know, like tip ranks and stuff um, that would send you signals and all of it really did nothing. So mm-hmm. I've been sticking just to, uh, Really, you know, Yahoo Finance, Weeble, and sticking to stocks that are more very stable, like Apple and Microsoft. And mm-hmm. so, so in case I messed up, I just have to wait a couple of weeks and I'll come back up. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I hate missing it.
0: Well, with those blue chips, too, that's actually really good that you started um, focusing more on those. Because like you said, if you do get it in the wrong time, uh, you're, you know, an Apple's not going to go out of business, most likely. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. they can, but the chances of that versus a random penny stock or. <laughs> Some of these short squeezes that everybody's you know just trying to jump on board, yeah, uh, yeah. You, you you limit your risk a lot more. Oh yeah, yeah. And definitely. as you're, as we've been learning, uh, uh, it's all about managing your risk.
1: Oh yeah, and strangely enough, a lot of stuff we've come across that'll be pushing like a, a penny stock. You gotta you gotta question who's pushing it because if I own the stock <laughs> and I'm telling you you want to buy it, I'm telling you you ought to buy it because it'll help me because yeah. I can sell you my shares, right. <laughs> Yeah, I learned that the hard way, you know, with those Weevil uh, comments
2: uh, sessions yeah. yeah, all those like all right. fake looking comments.
0: Yeah. Here's uh, here's something too to keep in mind. This is a way George reframed this for us that I actually really like. Uh, whenever you do lose money, because uh, this, this is not really traditional education for trying to learn the stock market. A lot of it's tra- your own trial and error. Mm-hmm. Just think of it as paying your tuition.
2: Yeah, I, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and as long
0: as you take away a lesson and you learn something from it, you know, the, you, you got good value for the money that you spent.
2: <laughs> no, that's a good point. That's a, the, how I, I thought
1: about it that way too. I'm like, I eh, kind of I lost a little here to learn. Now, do you keep a log of... Of your stock transactions and like why you bought that day or sold that day? Uh, like keeping like a record of with notes like that? No. Yeah. Yeah. I one of and this is something I, I still struggle with, but one of the most useful things I've taken away from all of the people we've talked to is writing down why you made your trading decision. Because then how, however it turns out, you're able to look back and analyze your thought process and method of making that Buy or sell decision, and refine that to really, really hone
0: in and improve your trading. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, well, and yeah, the thing is, there's still an element of luck when it comes to to picking your your stock. It, it's kind of like um, like there's a lot of similarities between this and being a professional gambler. Mm-hmm. You know, you could have all the signals and everything, you can be making the right decisions and still lose money, but. Over time, if you continue making that same decision when those opportunities present themselves, if you have the statistics on your side, you're going to make money long term. And by keeping that record, the more data that you can compile on your your decisions and your transactions, and when you go back and analyze that, if you're making smart decisions, then you should be able to start to see which ones are the right ones and why they're adding up and, and how you can continue to make those moves or moves similar to that as opposed to uh, the ones that end up costing you money. Mm-hmm should be able to start to see common themes emerge. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely start doing that. Yeah, it's a big one. Mm-hmm. It's one that a lot of people don't do too, our, ourselves included. Is <laughs> <laughs> that like you're
2: looking at it so much? You
0: know, <laughs> yeah. There's uh, that's there's just it, it, everyone wants to just they think they can just throw some money at it and then walk away with you know a Ferrari <laughs> six months later. <laughs> yeah. Win Lambo. Yeah, there's a, it's a ton of work to do to do it right. Yeah. I've noticed that. Yeah. yeah. It's a it's a lot of work. It's a second job. Uh-huh. I, exactly. It is. It's a full time job if you want to do it and be really successful at it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, just uh just cost average into an index. Just buy the same amount every paycheck on one of the index and then you can retire off that if if, if, if
0: you're looking for a just easy, easy path. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Index is fun. Yeah. They're not, that's the boring way to do it though. Yeah, it's boring <laughs> <and> it's fun. <laughs> If you want a full-time job. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) I was going to say, no, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it really is. (laughs) I I feel more uh, involved with... uh... Society because of it. Oh, I spend time reading about things that I normally would not care about, (laughs) Uh like semiconductors and stuff like that that I never would have ever looked at.
0: That's a good point. (laughs) I never thought of that aspect of it. Yeah, I'm a a much more informed person world with in world events since Dan and I started doing this show.
2: Same.
1: Yeah, we have a reason to stay in tune. (laughs) Right. Uh (laughs) I never, I never cared so much about what happens in China all oh, right <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you've already come up you've already hit on uh uh what I, what i think of as as a, a big big basic step of moving from penny stock gambling to wait i should be trading in stable companies that have existence and growth potential
2: yeah right <laughs> it, even though it's a lot less it's it's, uh, it's consistent so
0: yeah well and the thing is once you uh once you can prove that you, you have good entries, uh, even with these, these, you know, stable companies where the returns don't look that much. Uh, once you can start moving into options and leveraging uh, a smaller amount of capital into bigger returns, uh, you don't need to, to focus on, you know, riskier investments. Well, there's plenty of opportunity in the Microsofts and Facebooks, and
1: in in fact, with volume and liquidity, that's where the best opportunities are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because it does no good to buy something if you can't
2: sell it. <laughs> so, like, uh, normally you'll be looking at the volume, uh, I guess, in the morning, and see if you should jump in on something. And it's definitely a big part of it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, volume is more of like a confirmation tool. Okay. When you see a stock moving in a direction, volume is telling you, volume is what's propelling it. If if a stock is moving up with no volume, there's not much supporting that move, and that's not something that you want to try to try to ride out. But if volume is really above average and propelling that move higher, then you can kind of expect that even if the volume starts to taper off, the price is still coast. Right? It's like a car on the on the freeway. If you slam down the accelerator, it's going to be moving a lot faster. But even if you take your foot off the got, the accelerator, it's still going to still going to have some momentum uh, behind it.
1: Makes sense. <laughs> I like, I like to look at volume pre-market, like before the market opens. Uh And if I'm seeing a ton of volume there, then I can expect the, the price is going to move a lot that day in either direction, right? Yeah. Yeah. Either direction. (laughs) So you, uh, (laughs) normally you would trade like on a daily, you know, day trading. Yeah. I, uh, this, what I've, what I've started, found myself gravitating towards Um, I like being out of a position at night because I don't know what's Mm going to happen. I I prefer it. Swing trading is a little bit longer. But Uh uh, it's easier in the courses that we took. They they teach the the breakout trade. And it's a lot easier to anticipate a breakout than anything else, in my opinion. Uh, A breakout for the day. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you can ride the options for, you know, 10 minutes to... 30 minutes and make your money and then move out and be done and, not, and then not worry what happens to the stock price after that.
0: Yeah, I kind of like that. <laughs> it's interesting that you mentioned the the timeframes too. But, uh, one thing that we've learned too is that markets mm-hmm. are fractal. And it took me a little while to understand what that actually meant. But what that really means is that if you just continue zooming in, you're going to see the same patterns mm-hmm. emerging. So when you learn how to trade a breakout, you can use that on a weekly or monthly chart. You can use that on a daily chart. You can use that on a one minute yeah. chart. Like the patterns hold over multiple different time frames, and they'll emerge in different time frames.
1: Yeah. Okay. So the, the time is the amount of time is really up to your personal preference. Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. You just zoom in. <laughs> well, and believe it or not, it's zo- <laughs> zoom out first. You want the longest time frame to right. get the overall pattern, and then then work your way in.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of what we were looking at before we uh, hit the yeah. record button. Start from the from way out, start with the weekly, draw your support levels, which you want to look for, you know, the peaks and troughs, and you want to look for three points of contact for each of those levels that you draw out. And then you're just gonna continue moving in on your time frame, go from a weekly to a daily to an hourly, um, and then just keep on plotting those levels, and then you'll just get you'll get a bunch of areas where supports and resistances should be formed, and then you can use those to kind of pick your entries and set your stop losses. Yeah, that, you know, that was pretty quick, uh,
2: but that was pretty uh, concise and great. I was telling you, yeah, you should make a video on that. Uh, I, I wrote it all down. <laughs> I was like, damn, in a couple of minutes, you broke it all down. It was really nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, glad I learned something from all those courses. <laughs> Did you tell them about volume by price? Uh, we looked at it a little bit. I set them up with a link yeah. to a trading view. Uh, unfortunately, most, like the only way to get it. that with trading view mm-hmm. is to pay the extra little bit. Uh, it's well worth it in my mind. Okay. Yeah. But well yeah, we, we looked a little bit at that.
1: Volume by price is the number one thing to help you draw your levels to be able to pick a target. And by that, I mean, like if, if I see the trend is bullish and it's going up, I want to know where is it going to find resistance? Where is it most likely going to have trouble to keep going up? and that's that's going to be my mm-hmm. sell target and you can find that with volume by price the the two the two areas you look for is when it gets really fucking loud and when it gets really quiet like those are key key points in the volume
0: by price when it's when it's really quiet you're more than likely going to blow through those levels. It's not going to spend a whole lot of time trading there.
1: I think that's the big chart that blew my, the first chart that blew my mind was the volume by price. It was like, how how have I been doing anything stock related without knowing about this and using it on every chart I look at? Wow.
0: <laughs>
1: Definitely going to look into that now.
0: <laughs> yeah. We uh, we kind of just jumped right into to trading and picking yeah. levels and entries, but I feel like we might've skipped over another really important part and that's talking about the risk management side of it, because that's really like the number one thing that you should be focused on, especially as a new investor. Yes, yes. Um, George often shares a chart where he looks at if you experience a fifty percent loss in a position, if you blow out fifty percent of your account, you know what kind of gain do you think you need to see in order to to get back to break even? And the answer to that is actually a hundred percent. So you have to you have to look for a hundred percent gain to make up for a fifty percent loss. Yeah. And so, yeah, the math can really add up, to really stack up mm-hmm. against you if you if you're not careful at managing that risk. Uh, a 90% loss requires a 900% gain to break even. That sounds horrible. Yeah, <laughs> right. So stop losses are huge. Um, when you're looking at entering into a stock, you need to have a plan as far as how much you're willing to risk, how much capital you're willing to risk on this trade. Yeah.
1: Do you ever ask Uh, yourself that? Do you ever, when you're buying a stock, say, okay, how much money do I lose before I get out of this trade? um, Yeah, that's funny because I I started doing that recently uh, where, you know,
2: I would look uh, like if I have profit, um, I would just uh, basically put a stop loss right there. So if it goes down just a little, I'll Uh just get out, you know? Um, Smart. I want to be more accurate. Obviously, I may just do that on a daily. If it goes up, just stick with it. And then uh, if it's going to drop back down, you know, the next morning, just get out.
0: Well, start with start with putting a plan together with how much is acceptable to to lose, what percentage. And you should only really be risking about 1%, 1% to 2% of your total account balance per trade. And that sounds like not a lot, but you can actually leverage that into quite a bit of, of stock, of, of, uh, um, actual shares. Because if you're looking at like we're looking at um let's take a, something that's around a hundred bucks right now. What's a good stock, Dan?
1: Uh, I think uh, Peloton's around a hundred bucks. All right, let's look at Piton. It might be about
0: ninety. It's also quite uh quite a quite a downtrend right now. So I wouldn't recommend yeah. buying this one any stretch of the imagination. But just for <laughs> the sake of of looking at it. So you've picked it out, you uh you think, okay, I want to risk uh three hundred dollars. And I want to get in at about $85 a share. So what you do is you figure out where your stop loss needs to be set. If you're setting your stop loss at 80, then that means you can risk $5 a share. So 200 divided by five means you can actually buy 40 shares. You can, you can purchase that times 85, $3,400 worth of stock. To risk 200. To risk 200. Yeah, big difference. Right. Does that make does that make sense and on how to kind of go back and reverse calculate like how much you want to buy
2: uh, I guess uh, I'll have to look at that more it probably visually it'll be a, a little easier
0: but uh I know there's a lot of YouTube videos on that on um, you know we should put together uh, something for the website maybe I'll do that uh, over the next week or so
1: I know when I started trading how much of a position I was moving into was literally how much cash do I have right now in my account? Oh, right. (laughs) That's how many shares I want. (laughs) Not the best way to do it, I assure you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, when you get into a position, the first thing that you should do is figure out when you're getting out. And then that's on the uh, upside and on the downside. So how much are you willing to risk? How much are you looking to gain? And then you need to have a plan to execute. So that way, when it actually hits one of those targets, you're ready to act. You're not trying to Mm -hmm. figure out what to do. Because that's where a lot of retail or new traders get stuck. They don't know, like, oh, shit, it just blew. It just dropped, you know, five bucks overnight. Mm -hmm. What do I do? Well, if you have that plan already put together, then you're getting out and you're not questioning it.
2: Yeah. uh, Now that I've been using stop losses, it's a lot more ease of mind. I'd rather get a... I rather get a message that tells me, "Oh, it's sold," than you know to look at it and it's like horrible.
0: <laughs> right. So now, what you need to do is learn where to put those stop losses, right? Yeah, to actually know where to put it. Mm-hmm. That's my next homework. <laughs> That's what Dan was saying with the volume profile, and then the, being able to map out the support and resistance levels. Using those two tools, you should be able to come up with exit levels and uh, for take profit and for you know protecting capital.
2: I think I'm gonna be sitting down a lot today on the computer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Did you already talk to him about uh, the different chart styles?
0: Uh, No, we just, oh yeah, actually didn't even think that uh, we should be looking at Tell him about candlestick charts.
1: (laughs) I'm actually in the process of, uh, I haven't set it up yet, but I think for options even, I'm switching just to all range charts. Uh, I would stick with candlestick charts for now
0: because there's also patterns that he can learn.
1: I'm not saying, okay, yeah, I'm not saying teach him range charts. I'm just saying for, yeah, for yeah. myself and for, for listeners who listen to us over and over again. By the way, candlesticks are great, but what about candlesticks with range, huh? Uh, so, so uh, <laughs> Dr. Gonzalez, are you looking at uh, just the, the regular line charts that like the different apps pop up? Um, I did before. Now uh, I
0: actually look at candlesticks. Do you understand how a candlestick, uh, what it actually represents? Um, I have a, a good idea, but uh, it's not fine-tuned, you know. Uh, okay. For anybody else who may not know, we'll yeah, just yeah. go ahead and walk through that real quick. So the body of the candle tells you the price open and the price closed for the time range you have selected. Okay. And then the wicks, the the little tails that go above and below, show you how high or how low the price got during that time frame. Mm-hmm. So if it's a green candle, then the bottom of the body is going to be the open price for that time. And then the top of it's going to be the close and then vice versa for a red one. Okay. Yeah. It makes sense. And then those candles, they actually tell you a lot of information about the price that you don't really see. If you're looking mm-hmm. at a line chart, like if you see a really long tail uh, and then a very small body, what does that tell you? Well, it tells you that somebody let's see tails. use the bottom. So it tells you that sellers really tried to push and sell this stock down but then buyers stepped up and they forced it right back up, and not a whole lot of price move or not a whole lot of ground was gained by either the sellers or the buyers. There's a moment of indecision there. There's a lot of shares trading hands, but the, the the battleground has been defended well by both sides. Yeah, I love I love thinking of it in terms of of the battle. <laughs> it really is, and then yeah, it makes it really exciting when you're watching them take place in real time. Right? Oh shit. Sellers are really good pushing the advantage now. <laughs> the the only thing that,
1: that that uh messes me up with that is is I always forget that okay, oh wow, sellers are winning. Okay, yeah. Everybody who just sold, they're now a buyer. Buyers are winning. <laughs> everybody who just bought, they're now a seller. I always forget like it's it's a constant like the the people who are on either side keep rotating back and forth.
0: Mm-hmm. How they t- Yeah, you should uh, expound on that a little bit more, Dan, because that was a big aha moment the first time we ever talked to George for us.
1: Yeah, so like when you're trading with your account and you have cash, you're a buyer, right? You're you're looking to buy the, let's use Apple stock. You're looking to buy Apple. Okay, well, it's in the morning. You like the volume, like the levels. You like where it's at. you, You buy your shares. You got 100 shares. Great, now you are a seller. This is what I was alluding to back when we were talking about like comments on Webull. and it's like, yeah, of course I'm gonna tell you you should buy the stock if I already have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because <laughs> I'm a seller. And as a seller, I actually want the price to 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 go up. If the price goes up, I make more money because I'm a seller. So so it actually in in terms of the battle, I've been trying to shift my head where the buyers are winning when the price is going down. Because as a buyer, before you bought that Apple stock. Oh, it's at $150. Wouldn't it be better to buy it at $140? You want to buy it as cheap as you can get. But once you've bought it at $140, now that you own Apple, you want it to get up to $150 so you can sell it because you're a seller and you want to sell it for more than you bought it for. But once you sell it, then you have your cash. Then you're back to being, well, you can buy it if you want it. You can't sell it again because you don't have it. So now you're a buyer. It just keeps going back and forth.
0: But why that where that becomes important, when you see a stock like shoot up like because they have good news or they're expecting you know uh, earnings to come out that's going to be great, um, the problem is if everyone's already bought it, who's left to buy it? Yeah, you run out of buyers, you know if everybody's already bought, then it's not going up anymore because <laughs> <laughs> there's no buyers, everybody's a seller now. so when you see those stocks that really take off, that's why I start to stay away from those now because I can't tell. I see a shitload of buyers already. I'm not looking to be one of the last buyers trying to jump mm-hmm. on board.
1: Yeah. That's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Buying at the top is not a fun place to buy.
0: Yeah. So keep that in mind when you see a huge volume spike and price just shooting up. If, uh, if, if basically everybody who's going to want to buy the stock for the next three months has bought it all within the last hour, mm-hmm. yeah, th- there's not going to be very many buyers left any- at that point. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, one of the worst things uh, I think is, you know,
2: even if, you know, you're looking at the chart and, you know, you're doing everything correctly, uh, at least you think you are. And then next morning, something happened in China and everything's tanking. Right. I hate not knowing. <laughs> I don't know if there's any like source of that you should be looking at in the morning that will just let you know right
0: away that this is going to be a really red day. Uh, once the pre-market starts, you're already going to know that because <laughs> um, it's already happening.
2: You just see it all look horrible and like a get out. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of the, that's one of the downsides of, of trying to swing trade, which is the, you know, considered more longer term. Anytime you're holding overnight, you have Mm -hmm. that risk of overnight gaps. Um, the only thing you really try to do to mitigate that is to just make sure that your entry points are at places where there's great support and your stops are just below that. So that way you're protecting yourself. As long as you're, you're picking better entries, that should be less of a concern. Yeah. And then also making sure that you're always trying to trade on the trend direction. We talked about shifting out to the the one week chart first and looking at the trend. Uh, if that trend is bearish, you zoom into the one day. It's bearish. You zoom in on the one hour, and it's bullish. You're not trying to to go long on that stock because over the longer term, it's not a it's not a good long term investment. You know, it's got too many factors telling you that this thing is going down.
1: Yeah. If anything, if it's going up, then uh, the smart trade is to try and find where it's going to hit resistance, turn around and go back to dropping because the trading with the trend is is always going to get you the bigger moves.
0: It's the bigger moves and it's the bigger probability. Mm -hmm. You want to trade with the higher probability at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we talked a little bit off the air about what constitutes an a uptrend or a downtrend? Um, I'll just reiterate that since now we're actually recording. <laughs> you're just looking for higher lows and higher highs on the peaks and troughs for an uptrend and then vice versa, lower lows, lower highs for mm-hmm. downtrends. And then you're watching that. If you are seeing higher highs and higher lows, but then you see a low that drops down and takes out one of the previous mm-hmm. lower lows, now your trend is invalidated. Okay. The trend is broken. Uh, if you're looking for something to tell you to get out of a stock, that's always a good one to start with. If you fail to make a higher high, that's also another red red flag. Uh, move your stops up if you want to stay in a little bit longer to see if it'll continue on or not. But that'd be a point where you want to try to, okay, take some profit, get out of here.
1: Yep. And sideways movement, it, it definitely happens. Like you'll see it going in a range, like it's failing to make higher highs and it's failing to make lower lows. That is a specific part of market structure that they call consolidation. Usually that's happening before a bigger move. Up or down. It's my rule of thumb that no matter what you're watching for, you're watching for either way. (laughs) You're watching for the (laughs) breakout down or the breakout up on big consolidation moves. So you kind of just leave it alone and
2: get ready for something to happen?
0: Um, What Dan is basically saying is he's not trying to, he's trying to trade without bias. He's going to trade whatever the Mm -hmm. trend gives him. Let the price tell you what move to make. If the price is going up and breaking out on the upside, then you want to look for riding that move. If it's dropping, but you thought it was going to go up, Don't let that bias trick you into trying to say and it's oh it's cheaper now, I can buy it now. Yeah. Uh because no, the trend just showed you which way it wants to go. Right. If you can identify those levels. Let the market tell you what it's doing. Not, Don't try to to, to outthink it or guess. Some of my biggest mistakes, Kyle's heard me say this
1: so many times, I was right and the market was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what? No, that's never true. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> never been true once.
0: <laughs> okay. So we've just been kind of just blabbering on and on here. Uh, you have any other specific areas that you want us to try to cover? Dr. G.?
2: um i mean i think we've uh tackled it pretty straight on so yeah i mean i had a whole list here and we kind of went over it all <laughs> did we really yeah
0: all right all right hopefully hopefully not too fast is there anything you want us to clarify or spend a little more time on
2: really i wrote down everything <laughs> that you told me so i to be actually like uh looking this up researching you know some of uh, you know like uh, uh volume by price and all those specific you know, stuff so yeah, I got homework
0: here. Mm-hmm. Um, I would check out Trading Views, or not Trading View, uh, Trade Pro Academy's YouTube channel too. They um, they have a lot of, of shorter lessons that they offer for free on there that kind of talk to you about market structure, consolidations, and other trading strategies and things that you can use. Those things are, they have a lot of really good information out there that's real eye-opening, especially if you're not looking to, you know, commit, you know, a couple thousand dollars to take the courses. <laughs> uh, it's a good way to get your kind of feet wet and see what, actual information is out there like the good information all right Uh, we've also added you to our discord too so uh if you have any other questions that pop up if you want some help looking at charts uh feel free to post them because we love we love analyzing charts and as you see it doesn't take that long no it did pretty quick
1: (laughs) did you go over some of the the stocks that he's already invested
0: uh we looked at microsoft i mapped out some levels for him showed him how to identify the trend we drew Showed him how mm-hmm. trend lines work. Point. I showed him volume by price so you can kind of see what what it looks like. And then we talked a little bit too about uh, volume, just looking for volume to confirm your yeah. moves. Biggest thing I'd say to take away is that uh, what, what George told us in the first lessons that we listened to, uh, there's two ways to become profitable or more profitable, right? One is obviously uh, picking better stocks and and getting more return. The number two one, and this is the one that nobody really pays that much attention to, is actually losing less. Yeah. If you can limit your risk, if you can manage your risk professionally and do it like the professionals do, you stand a much better chance of at least being able to continue and protecting your capital. Yeah. Your number one rule as a trader should be to manage your risk.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, learned that the hard way.
0: <laughs> and most people do. Most people blow out their accounts one or two times before they finally figure out that, hey, you know, I don't want to have to go back to work for another year to try to build another... <laughs> account to try this again kyle get out of my head
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh but you know it is doable you can you can learn these skills and apply them and and find success it's just Mm -hmm. there's there's no get rich overnight
0: aspect to it nope screen Screen time just yeah screen time is the key right Uh, I like where you started when you said you're looking at the bigger cap funds. Put together a watch list of like 10 or 15 stocks that you're going to watch. Map out all your levels on those stocks and then just follow those stocks for, you know, a couple weeks and kind of get a feel for how they move. And by focusing on those, you should start to get a better idea of where maybe your entries and exits should start to be. Try just watching it for a couple weeks and not actually trading it. Just watch it and observe it map out your levels, watch what happens when the stock gets to those levels, and then journal your findings.
2: Yeah, that's one thing I uh, kind of uh, skipped, is uh, paper trading. I just, you know, the excitement of it, you just want, I just want you to get right in there, you know?
0: Well, this is not even paper trading. Don't even paper trade it. This is, uh, just, just observe. Give your, t- tell yourself this is your orientation period. I want to spend some time learning how the markets move, how, the, how these levels uh, hold, when they fail, what it looks like when it fails, what volume does? Just, just observe. Just tell yourself you're going to observe and try to write down as much as you as you can. Try to find common themes, and then I guarantee you that'll make you a much better trader by the end of that two week period. Oh yeah, yeah. In fact, you can even do it for three. That's what we did.
1: <laughs> We're doing. I only have a. I have a. Still have a week left when it comes to futures. I know. Like, yeah, even I'm sitting and watching a screen all day to try and learn more really what it what it comes down to is once you once you really it starts to click and you you learn the market structure of it you you start to learn what you're watching for uh and then it becomes more like Mm -hmm. like practicing a skill because you're actively applying this knowledge to an ever growing
0: chart uh nothing can replace that screen time that practice really and it'll also teach you patience yeah if you spend a couple of weeks just watching the markets move, you'll see that there's opportunities every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have to rush in. You know, you're not going to worry about missing one. Oh God. Like, Oh, I missed this one. Okay. I'll get the next. You once you get that attitude too, that really helps you go a long ways. Yeah. This is uh, exciting. <laughs> Glad to hear it. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Right. I hope, hopefully you had some aha moments. Oh yes. Right. And then like, uh, you know, <laughs> with how bad
2: it's been in the, last two weeks in the general, you know, trend. It's kind of makes you feel like discouraged, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, but no.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, um, eventually, uh, you stick with us. You're going to learn how to take advantage of those down yeah. moves and you're not going to care which way the market moves. All you care about yeah. is it moves. Yep.
2: Yep. I want to use those red days to my advantage. <laughs>
0: exactly. Well, well, so Dr. G is a dentist, Dan, should we, uh, should we use this? this chance to ask him some dental questions.
1: Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to turn on my camera here. I want you to look at my front left incisor.
0: Um. (laughs) No, I want to ask, I have a couple questions that I wanted to ask. All right. So every time I go to the dentist, they, uh, they stab my gums with the large metal pointy spike. And then they're, they're, they're shocked that they bleed uh, what is the purpose Whoa. of that test like are you just torturing me or is there really something to that
2: why the don't they go all around stabbing you
0: everywhere <laughs> yes, yeah just yes so oh, gums are in terrible shape yeah well normally i don't stab them with a large <laughs> metal spike yeah they go there you know to
2: measure it uh you know the gums obviously from the tooth there but uh yeah, you, that could hurt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what is the purpose of that test? What's the reasoning?
2: Oh, like, you know, if they put that in there and it really sinks down in there, then you know the tooth is, you know, being detached from... Your, ah. So it's kind of to see, you know, how, how well is your the health of uh, your peri-health, you know, the bone and <laughs> your jaw. Mm-hmm. Well, that
1: might be important. Yeah. Anyway, it, okay. it hurts <laughs>
2: a lot. It's probably because it's
0: sinking too low. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, is there a reason why the uh, the drill makes that, that terrifying <laughs> whirring noise that gives everyone nightmares? Uh,
1: is, is it safe? Is it, like, have they not
0: figured out how to put a muffler on that? Or do you guys like it to make that noise? No, I I, I hate the
2: sounds. There's too much noise. You know? <laughs> and I like the crunching noises when you're taking out a tooth. Uh, the patients love oh, yeah? it. Yeah. Oh,
0: oh. well, I was in the Navy. They took out uh, two of my wisdom teeth and... The Navy doesn't like to put you under for some reason. I'm sure it's just cheaper to just numb you out yeah. and yank the thing out. But, yeah, they had to cut mine Ooh. in half. Uh, not enough Novocaine. They're real <laughs> stingy on that. So, yeah, my dental experiences have never been – not been as much fun, but uh, I think we'll probably have to schedule a chance to give you uh, give you an opportunity to redeem the profession. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be nice. I'll be nice. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Dan, do you got anything else or should we wrap this up? If we've answered all his questions,
1: then, yeah, I think I think we're doing all right you know he doesn't have any more follow-ups i don't have anything
0: i mean new. we got you we got you added to our discord so if you got any questions like i said fine post them on there and know. then we can maybe do a follow-up on this
2: oh i definitely will you
1: know thank you so much like you just gave me a lot of information and a lot of resources i did think of one thing i want to circle back to real quick before we end without mm-hmm. the volume profile i mean obviously you should go out and get it like it's it's fucking worth it um Looking at range charts and understanding range charts can give you those key levels. They they definitely clue you in. Uh, and what a range chart is, like we, we explained, the the, the candle, uh, you know, it, it tells you, you know, red or green, tells you where the top and the bottom was, tells you where as high as it got, where it opened and closed. Uh, a range chart just tells you, uh, hey, I want you, I want this chart to show me the the bars. They're, they're, you can set them up to be candles on on some some platforms but show me just like when it traded between 10 and eleven dollars that's a one dollar range show me the one dollar range so it's it, it shows you not where the price was by time but just the range that it got to until it gets out of that range and moves on to make another bar and when you switch to that range chart, like I, I may have explained that really fast and not as clearly as possible, but uh, it, it will show you those key uh, tops and bottom levels
0: to, to, to look for, for moving in or out of a position. The range chart will basically take away all the noise of a chart Yeah, okay. because the, the, it won't create a new bar. It won't move on. Instead of like creating a bar every five minutes, every hour, every day, it won't create it unless it moves outside of the range that you tell it. So if you have it on a, a 50 cent range until the price moves above or below that range, it won't create a new bar. Oh, okay. So because of that, it takes a lot of the con- consolidation periods out and then just kind of, it makes it so you can look at a much larger chart and see those levels a lot clearer. Oh, that's
2: very cool. All right, great for uh, stocks that are pretty volatile.
0: Hmm. Um, or even less volatile. It's better because it just eliminates a lot of noise. But the consolidations are kind of important to see too. You want to see how long it spends time in there, uh, how much volume is traded in those mm-hmm. ranges because the, the ranges are are basically like the coiling of the spring, right? The longer time it spends in a, in a tight range, the more stops are accumulating above and below because anybody who's shorting, it's going to put a stop above to buy back their stock. Anybody who's buying, it, it's going to put a stock below that range. When you finally do break out, all those stops are going to get hit and everybody who's on the wrong side, is going to be closing out the positions, and that's just going to propel it higher. So the longer a stock spends consolidating, the bigger the move you should expect to see.
1: Anyway, I just wanted to give range charts a shout, a shout out because I've been watching a lot of them lately, <laughs> and I'm loving them. And uh, you know, I felt if there's one last cherry on top that I could put on his notebook
0: for him to walk away and give him even more stuff, it would be range charts. I would say put that at the bottom of your list, though, for now. Learn the other stuff first. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway.
1: All right. Thank you so much for coming by, Dr. Gonzalez. This has been uh, really fun. No, no,
2: yeah, yeah. Thank you guys. Of, thank you guys. Uh,
0: this is uh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, a lot of people get some value out of this. I think they will. Yeah.
2: Well, I'll definitely uh, push it towards my friends.
0: Yeah. There you, <laughs> uh, go. There you go. All right. <laughs> they're probably going to be getting into it, too. Yeah. Well, you represented the dental group very well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: All right. Well, I don't have anything else, Kyle. You don't have anything else? no i'm good folks we're so glad you joined us for this uh beginning trading episode we got through a lot of technical analysis today we really hope uh that it inspires you to learn more and and do better uh gotta give another shout out to trade pro academy they are the best place to learn technical analysis that i've ever come across in my life uh and uh i believe uh that's about it kyle any any last goodbyes
0: nope all right. Happy <laughs> trains, everybody. Bye. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>